Hello and welcome to episode one of the Weekly Lamington, a podcast that simplifies the most important stories that are impacting Australians from the past week. I'm joined by my good friends, Caleb and Eden. Hey, hey. Hello. So we've designed this podcast for those who want to be in the loop with current affairs, who are passionate about knowing what's going on around them and want an alternative to traditional forms of news. In these crazy times, we think it's more important than ever to be in the know. That's why we'll do the heavy lifting for you every week to make sure that you're all informed. I'm Shaquille Sterling, and this is the Weekly Lamington. Bow! Intro. Intro music. News. News. Current affairs. Intro music. Yeah, we'll um, we'll redo that, possibly. But you know what? Maybe we won't. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. Pretty lazy. Yeah. Just a bit of background for those listening. Uh, We're all uh, living in a share house together in Scarborough, WA. And uh, all in self-isolation together. Yeah, it's been about four weeks now, something like that. Weeks. Yeah, well, we started self-isolating. Been a long four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we started self-isolating a bit before other people did, didn't we? I, I, I feel like we I feel like we were. Yeah, Eden was pretty on top of COVID stuff. Yeah. She was having a, a mini meltdown before everyone really yeah, was. I was. Yeah, like, I, I was talking about it and no one... I, I was just getting cricket responses and people laughing at me and, and now everyone's... Well, that's a testament Who's laughing to now? Exactly. God. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's just a testament to like listening to the news in general and being up to date. If everyone was up to date, maybe uh, we could have, you know... I know. Yeah. I was like, guys, I kind of feel like this virus is, is going to be a bit of a thing. Yeah. And everyone's like, all right. It's a bit of a thing. All right, Rigo. How long do you reckon it's going to be till we're out of this? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, uh, lots of speculation has been around that currently. I think with Australia, at least, we've, we have a very unique position comparative to the world. Um, so, at the moment, everyone is kind of in the know that we're in the process of flattening the curve. We're suppressing um, uh, the outbreak. Uh, social distancing is, in fact, working. It's working. Yeah. Yeah, but now there's a definitely... Health officials all over the world and government officials have been saying this is not going anywhere. It can't be er- eradicated or eliminated without a vaccine. Yeah, I feel like everyone at the start, when everyone started socialising, it was a bit novelty at the beginning, but now everyone's realising, oh, like yeah, this like, is... Oh, scary. Yeah, this, this is, yeah. is yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of you know fun in a s- sort of way, but no, it's weird. There's drones flying around in our skies here in WA watching yeah. us. Yeah, I yeah. think it's just WA as well. I don't think any other state has implemented state police drones. Yeah. It's, it's tracking scary. anklet uh, trackers as well. Yeah, it, it yeah. feels a lot like 1984. Yes, I'm actually yeah, reading Black that Mirror. book at the moment, which is very choice timing. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it came well, yeah. A lot of parallels, but, unfortunately. Um, when, when do you reckon, oh, like how far away is a vaccine then? If uh, the vaccine's about 12 months away. Jesus. Yeah, so that's the reality. And 12, 12 months to 18 months, to be honest. Vaccines take extensive amount of research, clinical trials. So Gladys Berejiklian actually stated... Koala killer, as Friendly Geordie's calls it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, until a vaccine is found, social distancing is a way of life now. That's what Berejiklian has, has stated. Speaking of Gladys, she's actually in a lot of trouble right now. Um she, uh, her government in New South Wales allowed this cruise liner to come in called the Ruby Princess sometime early in March with a bunch of infected passengers. And and yeah, that's the one of the 
biggest reasons why there's been a huge outbreak in New South Wales. There's been a lot of deaths connected to that, um, to the people who came off that boat. I think like 16 deaths or something. Yeah, and, and counting. So she's in a lot of trouble because she tried to pass the buck on that. She tried to pass the blame onto another department, but then all fingers were pointed back to her. So there's a bit of an investigation now, but funnily enough, uh, the investigation won't be released until 2021, late 2021. So we won't know. Sounds right. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about that sounds about government. So yeah, we won't know really what the extent of the damage of Gladys's decision. And I don't know by that time, people people forget things quickly in the news cycle. But um, it's important to remember that she made the wrong decision and people died from it. It's weird having something so far-reaching. Like it does, it feels so surreal. It does. It's like the one of the first times in my life. I feel like every like a lot of people are experiencing the same thing that I'm experiencing. You know, yeah. like like a, like a, like how they would have felt in World War Two and World War One and such. You know, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's kind of similar to that because it's not just like a one-off event that everyone's feeling. It's something that we don't know when it's going to end. At least we're all in it together. I no one's kind of at. I mean, Australia, I guess, is silver lining advantage. like that, isn't it? Yeah, but every, there's been more of a community atmosphere around. Sorry, there's been more of a community. People are waving feel. at each other. Yeah, yeah, people people are saying hi, nodding. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, who would have thought social isolation could bring us closer together? Interesting enough, so there was a medical doctor. So his name is Scott. A medical doctor. Oh yeah, medical doctor. Yes, those kinds. Scott. Uh, Scott. Those other doctors. Gottlieb, I think <laughs> is how you say it. He's Scott a, Gottlieb, is that you said? Something like that. He's a, he's actually head of FDA. He's now um, oh, in America. Yeah, he's yeah, okay. he's he's. he's implementing um, or theorizing a four-phase uh, exit out of COVID. And is Australia following that? Yes, we are following the four phases. We're actually in the first phase at the moment. So the first phase is flattening the curve, suppressing uh, the outbreak. Second Social isolation. F- yes, okay. those kind of things. Social distancing, yada, yada, yada. Phase two is easing restrictions on social distancing, um, reopening businesses, but at a very methodical slow pace because of the very real possibility of a resurgence. So Isn't we could go back into phase one after being in phase two for a little bit if yeah. it comes back. We could, we could, uh, we can reimpose our social distancing measures if there is an, another outbreak or it makes it worse. So, so it's, it's a really fine line that governments are, are kind of walking at the moment because with each restriction, you're playing with death, life and death. So with that, they have a lot of responsibility on their hands. Uh, whether or not we're are we prioritizing livelihood or lives? Aren't we entering phase two soon? Because uh, I heard something about businesses opening up and like restaurants and cafes and that sort of thing. Possibly soon, yeah. Possibly, it all it's all on a city by state basis. It's not really a federal decision. Um, each location will have its own. Uh, pace within the phases. Uh, for an example, Mark McGowan is our Premier of WA. He said he will be reviewing restrictions early May. So what's phase three then? Phase three is eradicating all of the restrictions. So life basically goes back to normal. And then phase four is... So that's with a vaccine. Only after a vaccine, life will go back to normal. Yeah. Does that include opening borders? Uh No. That doesn't include. Uh, that's more of a just it's domestic. Yeah, it's a domestic thing. Because other countries might not have vaccines as quick as we do, or vice versa. I think the whole point is uh, we need to instill worldwide inoculation. That's the speculation at the moment. Because so the world needs to go through phase three. 
Yeah, well, yep. because we can't reopen up the borders and allow international fly, um, people to, to come through potentially with the white virus because they don't even know if you are immune after you've had it. So there's still speculation of whether or not you can be um, reinfected, which is pretty scary. That's so scary. Yeah, so that's why it's a bit of a dance at the moment of how everything's going. Phase four is planning for the next pandemic. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so all the other phases are basically done with, all the restrictions are over. Stage four is, all right, now everything's handled. How do we, how do we move on from here? What, how, do we be, how do we be better next time? That sounds really unlikely to happen because once a crisis is over, like the bushfires, politicians like to just move on, F- like forget about the tragedy because uh, it's going to s- cost a lot of money to revamp the hospital system to be able to cope with something like COVID again. Maybe it will give them a reason to not cut hospital funding. Yeah, because they have a lot, haven't they? Yeah. That'd be nice. That would be nice. That would be nice. Maybe if we were a little bit more prepared. Yeah. But you know what? Wuhan is out of lockdown. Oh, is that where the virus came from, right? That's the episode. Yeah, that was beginning. Yeah, allegedly, anyway. Allegedly. Yeah, in um, Wuhan, where the virus allegedly um, came from, um, these things called wet markets, which they pretty much just like, uh, it, it's it's like a normal market, but they have live animals, like wild animals, like snakes, all types of birds. Yeah, and, and they and kill it in front shit. of you, right? That, well, that, I'm not sure if they kill it in front of you, but you sort of like, like pick it out of the cage and then they go slaughter it and then give it to you. It's kind of fucked up. Can I get the Pomeranian? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, heard Pommies taste nice. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, so... Stop it. But actually, so China has just reopened these wet markets. They said that they've banned the wild animals, uh, wild animal trades in these wet markets, which caused, which allegedly caused the outbreak in the first place because it jumped from like a bat to a pangolian, which is like an anteater, supposedly, and then to a human. Um, but yeah, It's like an anteater with armor. Yeah, it is. It, it, it looks like something out of Lord of the Rings. It looks it's pretty, pretty epic. Yeah, like why would you want to eat that? A- anyway, so they've reopened the opposite the- of tender. <laughs> <laughs> so they've reopened these wet markets, and they've said that they've stopped selling all sorts of random shit like that. But they still sell stuff like cats and dogs, which aren't considered wild animals. But then the Daily Mail, which is a Murdoch-owned paper, um, reported, and you've got to take this with a grain of salt, like all Murdoch presses. Um, <laughs> That they're still selling bats, they're still selling the animals there before, and it wouldn't be surprising if they are, because a lot of people across China, and especially Asia and the wider community in Asia, rely on these wet markets for food and their livelihood. ScoMo and other world leaders are really mad at the World Health Organization for supporting China's reopening of the wet markets, and they say it's because you know China has to rely on these to feed their people, and they have to rely on the and they have to rely on these to pay their people as well. Yeah, it's a huge part of their economy. Yeah, huge. So it would make sense that China would want to keep these going um, and maybe just like be stricter about the restrictions. Because in the SARS outbreak in 2003, it came from the same places um, around these sort of wet markets. And China was like in 2003, yeah, 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 we're banning these, they're not going to be a thing anymore. And they didn't ban them. And then coronavirus happened. So ScoMo is really angry um, right now. And a lot of other countries are really angry at um, the World Health Organization for um, supporting... China-centric. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Trump reckons. Yeah, yeah. Um, for he said China virus a long time ago. Sorry? He was saying China virus for he a long time. He was very adamant that the virus did come from China. But 
That's debated, isn't it? It's very debated because there's honestly such a huge debate on the origin of coronavirus because initially it was Iran and China blaming the US. Yes. They were saying it was a biological weapon that they brought in because last year in October, Wuhan held... Well, China wasn't saying it's a biological weapon. They were saying it might have come in through the games, right? Yes, through the military games. Yes, you're correct. So, Iran, sorry... Iran said that it was specifically made for Iranians, um, and it as was a bioweapon. As a bioweapon, and then uh, the US was saying how military games, that, which they held in October, which they actually, they actually cheated on, and was yeah, they got disqualified. <laughs> China got disqualified from the own military games. That's yeah, yeah, because so it was for um, it's military games, so they have different uh, events, and they got disqualified in orienteering, which is where you're like, navigating, and yeah, now they're trying to change the. The story, the story of what happened at the games yeah, okay. from yeah. being them being disqualified because it was it was held in Wuhan. Well, it is mighty good timing, you know, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it, it's very uh, it's very convenient. Convenient. For that's the word I was looking well, for. Well, that's kind of yes. what the convenient the for China. Official, the Chinese official that was he tweeted about this about it like oh maybe it was the US, but it was very the sentiment was very like I don't know. It seems suspicious. Yeah. yeah. And now um, and. There was nothing, I guess, backing either of those claims or accusations. Uh, to be honest, nothing backs anything. No, nobody knows. No, no one knows where it came from. Every, uh, oh, there's been so many different reports uh, and speculations and accusations, but but it is very interesting to look at because it kind of is important uh, where it came from. It's so important because it important. look, if it was a biological weapon, we need to fucking know who did that. We yes, need to know definitely. if someone attacked. Humanity, and the only and reason if it was an accident. We need to know where the accident came from. If it's these so it wet markets, again. yeah, so it won't happen again because yeah. people are dying. You know. Well, so interesting enough. Uh, so the US is now saying that is is came from a virology lab. Yes. So Wuhan Institute of Virology is a laboratory. Uh, is the only declared site in China capable with working with deadly viruses. Just to clarify, when you say the U.S., do you mean Trump or do you mean like other people in the U.S.? Because that is a different thing nowadays. Other people in the U.S., but a lot of uh, it's, yeah. So I I want to mention that Trump, very Republican pushing uh, accusations, and like Tom Cotton, which is a Republican senator, he's been pushing this point as well. And also every every. Uh, article that i found on this was from a murdoch owned site so, so definitely take yeah, it with so a grain of salt again it's hard to it's hard to trust yeah but the I- interesting i actually found a report from two scientists from south china university and that's in hong kong and it's basically about the possible or origins of covid19 oh interesting okay yeah so they they were they went on about how yes there are bats in china um Specifically in Wuhan, there isn't a, a big bat trade, so you don't typically see these bats in the market. Oh, really? Yeah, and apparently they don't really eat it. And it, bats, yeah, like I said, are in China, but they're 900 kilometers away. Wuhan's <laughs> a metropolitan huge city, you know what I mean? 11 or 15 million people in the, in the metropolis. Whoa, that's dodgy then. Yeah. That's dodgy. And the two, so there's actually two laboratories in Wuhan and they're kind of close to the seafood market. Um, and they both conducted research on bat coronaviruses. Didn't, I swear I read something that in 2011, Obama gave that same research center $3.7 million yes. to Help experiment with on the bats. Yeah, because of the SARS outbreak. 
okay. So okay, this okay. is the yep. whole thing. People are saying it's from the seafood market, but uh, yeah, residents are saying there's no bats there in Wuhan. Yeah, because Obama dealt with two outbreaks in his presidency, H1N1, so swine flu, and Ebola. Yes, he did. Yeah, so he was he was on his toes about it. So so yes. he gave money to them. So it's it's there's a lot of dodgy factors going on that still leave us with no answers on where the origin is from. Yeah. But I'm going to keep on looking onto it honestly because yeah. it's really interesting to I, me. I I'm I'm going to I'm going to we'll keep a you stab updated. in the dark and make a declaration that we will never know. There will be fingers pointed forever, but we'll never mm. know. So you say that the only way to get rid of this then is through a worldwide inoculation. Um, Supposedly, yeah. I see. I read. I was. Um, I'm not a scientist. Reading on this Facebook thread the other day, a lot of anti-vaxxers being like, "Yo, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not taking. I'm not putting anything in my body that the government gives me just because they want me to. Um, I don't care what the what the outcomes are." And there was like, this isn't just like a few people. This is like thousands of people, oh, yeah. like hundreds of likes per comment. So there's a very huge, um, huge, huge community. Huge community. Everyone's really scared. Yes. Yeah. So um, this is another prediction of mine as well. Because um, I go out and cover like a lot of these protests around um, from a Facebook page that, are, that, that, that we all run. And I definitely reckon that when we start seeing these soft openings coming, there's going to be protests very quickly against forced inoculation. It, it, it's a democracy. People are allowed to exercise their right to protest and that's a fucking good thing that they're as allowed to do yet. that. Um, yeah, as of yet, yeah. Um, when the social distancing um, measures are lifted and people are allowed to go out and, and congregate with each other, because um, that will be before a vaccine comes, that there will be... These people online will move to offline uh, in the open space and collectively say no to this vaccine. The ethics of the whole mandatory vaccine thing are kind of tricky because I, I don't think that anyone should be forced to take a vaccine to have a vaccine administered uh but that's kind of because i think we have a responsibility to each other to inoculate ourselves if we have the opportunity you know, if you can get a vaccine like yeah there's like fears like what if there's nanobots in it what if they put 5g in the vaccine like this you know what i mean like there's so many fears <laughs> these anti-vaxxers are really interesting though um because a, a lot of a lot of the people who are anti-vaxxers i would imagine a lot of them are anti-5g as well because I, I don't know if folks out there have seen not necessarily anything. but not necessarily but but there would maybe. be if you, there, sure. there was a fucking venn diagram i'd would bet my left nut that there, there would be a fat overlap. So a lot of this um, anti-vax talk on um, Facebook and social media in general, a lot, a lot on YouTube as well, really reminds me of a lot of the anti-5G talk that's going on because I, I, I bet all the money that I have, which isn't much, you know, I bet that there a lot of the people who are anti-vax are anti-5G as well because a lot of them would be anti-establishment, a lot of them wouldn't trust their government. Um, it comes down to a lot of mistrust, for it sure. It comes down to mistrust. And and in, in these days, it's not hard to mistrust your government with the, the amount of conspiracy theories that have been proven true. So, yeah, I, I, see, I see a lot of... I see um, a lot of similarities with the talk that this anti-5G talk online, because in the UK, anti-5G protesters destroyed a lot of Vodafone 5G towers because they genuinely believe that this technology is going to hurt them and, it, and it's, it's, it may be even causing coronavirus. Before it was causing cancer and shit, but now it's suddenly caused, yeah, causing coronavirus. I don't, I don't like maybe they, they flipped a switch somewhere and all the 5G towers that have been going for the last couple of years are suddenly permeating 5G throughout the community. I believe it. Yeah, sure. That's a thing. That's a thing. But, well, but like, you, you know, it's, it's, there's really stark um, correlations there. And interestingly enough, I heard a, 
Australian politician the other day speaking on a podcast that there's strong evidence that the Russian bots who were meddling in the 2016 election that helped Trump get elected are the same people that are pushing the anti-vaccine uh, rhetoric and the anti-5G rhetoric online. Why are they doing this? The, the government is not 100% sure. No one is 100% sure. But um, a good theory is that it's trying to undermine our healthcare system because if you have a lot of people not believing that vaccines are good and not taking them, a lot more people are going to get sick and it's going to put more pressure on our healthcare system. And it's also going to undermine our infrastructure, like our technology, how, how, how competitive we are on an international scale if a lot of people don't believe that 5G is a good thing. Our businesses are going to run slower. But Internet's going to run slower, you know? Yeah. And this politician said that they're doing this to destabilize the West um, because that makes room for other nations that aren't part of the Western nations to rise in the wake of our downfall. So that is a real possibility. But then again... But you're also asking anti-establishment uh, people to believe a person in the government when they say yeah, that. Yeah, exa- exactly. And you know yeah, what? Yeah, it, it's, it, it, it eats its own tail, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean... I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answers. Although, Frank Clegg, and he's a former Microsoft president of Canada, mm. and he said that there's not enough evidence saying it's not harmful. So, this is huge tech techie guy who knows That's a lot about... That's very scary. That's worrying. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot about these technologies. He's saying that he doesn't... He's not sure if, if it's harmful or not, and he's kind of like administered a warning against it. That's just wow. really interesting to me. So we should we should definitely look more into it because yeah, uh, we're yeah, not scientists m- m- and we don't more, have the answers. We have no idea. More research that needs to be done. Um, in, uh, uh, I think uh, another really reputable um, opinion came out about that as well. Uh, MIA. Uh, if <laughs> anyone just uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah anyway yeah that, that song actually won best song of the decade um, by MTV yeah. in the the, the noughties. but she is a really anti she's really anti 5g she's a very educated outspoken woman and she's really anti 5g so people are gonna listen to what she says yeah. and uh, along with her and these Russian bots I'm actually glad you brought it back to a Russian bots at the end there because uh yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the presidential election, and that's a nice segue because oh, the yeah. bots are back. The bots are back in town. The bots are back. Bots back. The bots are back in town. Bots are back in town. Bots are back in town. But going, yeah, sorry. Yes, uh, Russian bots supposedly have been posting memes on different people in the US's uh, Facebooks, making you know fake accounts, that sort of thing, commenting on things, um, and the memes would say something like like for Trump 2020, ignore for Biden 2020. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and they were running these... And Biden's his opponent now? Yeah, currently oh, yeah. Biden's the opponent because Bernie Sanders stepped down a couple of days ago. Okay, yeah. So it was the two of them, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, um, in the race to become the Democratic Party's candidate to go up against Trump. But yeah, since Sanders stepped down, uh, actually he was... He supposedly stepped down after four calls with Obama. Well... Yeah, so Obama, he he was quoted... A friend of his said that he felt the need to accelerate the end game. So he would, for the Democratic Party, going the end game up against Trump. Beating Trump. Trump. Beating yeah, Trump, yeah. yeah that's, that's the focus. Yeah. And that's been a big source of tension, having you know two candidates um, instead of just one unified party because they very much kind of split the party. Joe yes. Biden being more uh, conservative, a little closer to the center, and Bernie being a little further out, a little more progressive, a little more out there with his... 
ideas, a little more radical, you could say. Yeah, bring down the system. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we, got, we got Biden up against Trump now. And the big question is, can Biden take him out? So Obama yesterday endorsed Biden, which is Biden's, obviously, Obama's VP when he was president. Yeah. He, he was his vice president. So he endorsed Biden. But he sounded like in the video that he was also sort of still endorsing Bernie and maybe like foreshadowing a possible Biden-Bernie uh, combo. Uh, combo. Yeah, yeah. Like a, v- a VP nom, yeah. That, I reckon that I, I personally think that's a really smart move for yes. Biden to uh, take Bernie on as his, as I agree. his yes. VP. Because yeah. Bernie, uh, I mean, I know Ber- uh, Biden was winning, but it still kind of seems to me that Bernie has a popular vo- vote. He's kind of like America's sweetheart. Yeah, yes. especially with the youth, yeah. Yeah, because Biden's, I think he's kind of struggling with the youth. So do you reckon Biden's got a good chance? It's kind of hard to say at the moment. So yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff online about a lot of questions about Biden's mental state because he keeps on saying things while he's at a press conference or when he's on TV and then he forgets what he's saying in the middle. Like he's kind of in the middle of a sentence, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's 77. He's 77. Oh, he's 77. Yeah, yeah. No okay. boy, he ain't no spring chicken. Yeah, well, he probably will be 78 by the time November rocks around. So, probably. Um, That's why Bernie should be VP because if something happens, you know. Bring Bernie in. <laughs> Bernie's older. Yeah, but oh, Bernie's yeah, but Bernie spry seems as like fuck. more spry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that might can that might hurt his chances against Trump because if he has a blunder on stage while debating Trump, he's fucked. Trump's gonna Trump's gonna jump straight on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Look at him. He forgets what he's saying. He forgets what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, Trump's crazy, but it it seems like there's a method to the madness. It seems like, like I, I've, I haven't seen Trump like <laughs> forget what he's saying. Even if Trump did forget what he was saying, you couldn't tell because he just, you know, rambles and rambles, sometimes incoherent. He doesn't make sense anyway. Yeah. Trump's, Trump's a bit delusioned, but he doesn't. He seems like he's got a couple screws loose, but he doesn't feel like he's. He doesn't seem like he's cognically. Cognically. Cognitively. Cognitively declining. Say that again. Do that sentence. No, that's kind of funny. I'm gonna leave that in. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> we all we all have stutters, and we not, all not, 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 not Shaq no, apparently. No, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 mine are perfect. No, no, no. <laughs> 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 okay, well, okay. So, so okay, fuck you too. So. Uh, bigger picture is that we've got to wait till November third to find out if, if it's Sleepy Joe or if it's Mad. Maybe Trump. that Mad might Trump's be delayed too. Because oh, really? Yeah. So Trump delayed the census by like four months, like oh. 120 days, and he said that's the first delay. There might be another because of COVID. Hey. Yeah. So Trump could be president for longer than he's supposed to, if, yes. if he's elected. Wow, that's crazy. That that's huge. And that's Trump's kind of dreamer. one of the fears that like, because I mean, irrespective of Trump as a person, it, that kind of goes against. Democracy. Democracy and yeah. the idea of having set terms. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I guess more on that as it develops then. Uh, you you folks know what Zoom is, right? You, you, you've been Zooming, Caleb. You, you've been Zooming. I've I've been known to Zoom. Wait, I get is, on is, Zoom is it, at times. Oh, you, you've had a Zoom. I've dabbled in Zoom, yeah. Is it called, uh, are the kids calling it Zooming when you Zoom somebody? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the person to ask about what the kids are calling things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Google has told all its employees to take Zoom off their phones and same with Tesla. Tesla has told them all really? don't have Zoom. Yeah, because usually with apps like like Messenger, um, like uh, f- uh, FaceTime and whatnot, uh, there's a thing called end-to-end encryption. So that means that no one can intercept the messages it's, it's unless it's really hard anyway. It's really hard to intercept the message. It's really hard to read what, you, what you're doing. Um, what you're messing each other, um, unless you're the government, maybe. But 
so or Facebook or Facebook, yes, and one hundred percent Facebook. But yeah, so Google has said to its employees, "There's security issues with Zoom. Don't have it on your phones because if you're talking about Google Business uh, while zooming your say coworker, then hackers could hear it." Hackers could see it. So that actually is kind of scary because that means everyone else is also susceptible to their personal information that they reveal over Zoom being Bit of a security released. Threat. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 pretty weird. So Zoom is uh still going strong. It's owned by a Chinese billionaire actually. I don't know if people have noticed, but oil prices have been really low recently. Man, they've been crazy. Like low. they just crazy. dropped mm. like very quickly and it was Hasn't been like that. Coincided. No, it hasn't been. It's been slowly, slowly up and up. But uh, yeah, there's been significant drops and seem to correlate with COVID. It did seem to correlate with COVID, yeah. Um, And it does in some sense because the demand for petroleum is lower. Because people aren't using their cars. Exactly. Yes. Not a lot of cruise Cruise ships, ships too. Yeah, Yeah, because I think they burn. I think when a cruise ship's in port, like the average size cruise ship, I'm pretty sure it burns the same amount of fuel that a million cars do in a day. It's horrific. What? So not even when it's yeah, not even it's when horrific. it's out in the water, like when it's sitting in port keeping the lights on. Whoa! <laughs> <That's> <laughs> crazy. Wow. A million's a scary number, hey. Honestly, a million is a scary number. Yes. Oh, as time yeah. goes on, the cruise industry just gets just yeah, yeah, more it's, and more dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah cruises are going to be cheap from from uh, after COVID. But yeah, yeah. So why has it been so cheap then? Well, there has been the demand side uh, drop because people just aren't driving as much. You know, with isolation, people aren't needing fuel as much. Uh, yeah, also companies aren't really allowed to operate major factories, so like plastic goods aren't needed as much. A bunch of different like things o- we use oil for. But oil makes plastic. Yeah, yeah, you turn oil into plastic. Yeah. Uh, okay. Plastic bags, there you go. Chairs. Yes. That's why it takes okay. so long to break down. Really. Whoa. Okay. I think so. I don't, I don't really know Did the science. Is your mind just then? Yeah, yeah, semi, semi, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of oil trade in the world, the US is the leader. They export the most oil, and that's largely due to fracking. They're followed closely by OPEC, which is the organization of the petroleum exporting countries. Um, not all of them, but it's an organization of primarily Middle Eastern countries like Saudi Arabia, Iran, Iraq, Kuwait... Um, Venezuela, the big guns. Basically. So that's not Middle Eastern, but yeah, there's a a bunch of like smaller countries in an alliance called OPEC. So there was an OPEC deal that was struck in January 2017 and lasted until March this year. It expired before they could come to an agreement, and one of the major reasons there is because of COVID. Like they were t- these countries were too busy focusing on COVID, they couldn't think about oil. So the agreement expired, and then Russia and Saudi Arabia who I believe are the second and third oil producers behind the US, flooded the market trying to like make deals because like all bets were off because the agreement had expired. It was kind of a free-for-all and that meant that there was an oversupply of oil and when you add that with the lack of demand because of COVID, prices just dropped because it was a buyer's market. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So it's all good now though because, well, supposedly all good now because uh, an agreement's been met Brokered by Donald J. Trump, of all people. He's a, he's a, he's a true businessman, isn't he? he? He is. He knows how to bring people together. The art of the deal, baby. Yeah. Yeah, he gets it. Um, no, that is something he is. He seems to be quite good at, is getting people in line, getting people to... Mediator. ...sort things. I think he even got G20 on side. Okay. Wait, so bottom line is that fuel is going to slowly get more expensive now. It's going to be a 
bit cheaper for a little while, probably until about June, as there's uh, an oversupply still. Like they right. still sent those barrels out. There still are barrels everywhere that aren't being used. So fuel's going to be a bit cheap for a little while, and then it's going to stabilize again. And the, the, the way they've done that is just by cutting production by 10%. On the topic of fossil fuels and destructive industries, <laughs> <laughs> uh, climate change ha- is not going away, guys. It's, it's Oh, yeah, that thing, climate change. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. I Fuck, COVID that. is... Uh, that other thing that might end the world, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we need uh, COVID's publisher, publisher... What's it called? Publicist. Publicist. Yes. We need COVID's publicist to take on climate change's case and and heavily market oh my god could you imagine if every country in the world acted with ur- as as much urgency as with covid as the, cl- cl- the climate change oh, situation right because it would probably be sorted Sounds quickly like a dream. People, people don't it like does, delayed it? gratification you know they if only if it's a direct threat instant threat right now yeah. they're willing to look at it but something that's really interesting not interesting it's actually fucking sad uh widespread coral bleaching of the Great Barrier Reef has happened for a third time in five years. And this bleaching has struck all... This is one of the, what, the biggest, largest ecosystem on the entire planet. The entire world relies on it. Mm. It's it's vital for the the health of the planet as a whole. And um, so... So is it... Is the Great Barrier Reef... Is it... Is it going to ever be okay again? Or is it fucked? Well, it, it was pronounced dead... Years ago. Oh, 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 oh. You didn't know that? No, I forgot. Okay. Yeah, so that's that really, really sad. Oh but God. there's this professor, Terry Hughes. Uh, he's from James Cook University. And he actually told the Irish Times, which is a media platform in Ireland. He said, the Australian summer of 2019 to 2020 will be remembered as a year when the anthropogenic climate change struck hard. Drought, deadly bushfires, and now another bout of coral bleaching on the Great Barrier Reef. The third time just in five years. The 2020 bleaching is severe and more spread than any of the preceding events. So underlying fact is that we're fucked and we need to act now? Basically. Yeah. Because b- bushfires are going to be rolling around next year, guys. Yes, That's not yes. going away too. It is It is still imperative that we keep this conversation up. And, yeah. you know... It has been put to the side with the whole COVID thing. Absolutely. And we, and we can't afford it. There is a little silver lining with Australia. We have uh, the Battery of the Nation project... Tasmania is aiming to get to 200% renewable energy and yes, power the country, true. so we have to use less fossil fuels. So they're going to be able to sell energy, renewable energy. Well, not necessarily space. sell, but more power Australia. Okay. So they're not, yeah. Which that's is, cool. That's, that's positive. Cool. Let's get more of that shit. That's something interesting. That's amazing news. And let's hope that many countries across the globe are continuing to prosper in renewable energy and we keep up this fight against climate change because human impact is really, really important. And that's why your voice is important. That's why being a no is important, understanding what's going on around you. So I know everyone's self-isolating, but let's all just take this time to formulate solutions, personal solutions. How are you going to be better? Don't just scroll down Facebook and fucking Tinder and... TikTok or TikTok, whatever. TikTok, whatever the fuck Zoom, you scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. exactly. Yeah, Be yeah, accountable yeah. for your footprint. Yes, and uh, uh, instead of going outside, uh, go within, as you would say, Eden. Yes, yes, yes that's I been really my like tagline. That. Yeah, your mantra. As of, as of, of, as like of that. late. That's, okay, that's so, so, so... It is wholesome. Yeah. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, pleased to have you with us for the first episode. If you made it this far, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes. Uh, we'll be back next week and every week after that. Enjoy your weeks.
read the fucking newspaper, be informed. But know who who's writing it, by the way, guys, just PCA. And wash your damn motherfucking hands. Wash your hands. You dirty grime. Wash your hands.